Hi, hello, and welcome to another episode of Beyond Strategy, an ACG National Capital Region podcast focused on the leaders that drive innovation, enhance understanding, and achieve market-clearing outcomes in the National Capital Region. I am Andy McEnroe of Raymond James's Defense and Government Investment Banking Team. And I am Jen Wappas of the Infinity Group at RBC Wealth Management. Episode 10 marks part three of our series focused on how businesses are built in the government contracting market. This episode takes a detailed look at the private equity buy and build strategy as we sit down with Robert Miller, CEO of Silver Edge Government Solutions, a portfolio company of Godspeed Capital. Silver Edge is purpose built as a provider of cybersecurity, software, and intelligence solutions to U.S. federal government, defense, and intelligence customers. Robert Miller serves as the CEO of Silver Edge and has over 20 years of national security and technology experience. Prior to joining Silver Edge, he was the executive vice president of Parsons Defense and Intelligence Business Unit, responsible for growth within the IC, DOD, and supporting agencies. Working with management to establish and build Silver Edge is Godspeed Capital, a middle market private equity firm focused on investing in government services, solutions, and technology firms. Godspeed is committed to a collaborative approach to building businesses over the long term that is guided by established principles, including an open environment, a management and people focus, a proactive attitude, an altruistic and ethical culture, and a commitment to service and success. In this conversation, you will hear Robert's views on what leadership qualities are required to be successful at speed in a buy and build strategy. We'll also hear how important culture is into ensuring a successful growing company under a new common brand. Now, here's our discussion with Robert Miller. We're excited to be joined today on Beyond Strategy by Robert Miller, CEO of Silver Edge Government Solutions. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Today's episode focuses on how private equity firms are creating differentiated businesses in the government contracting market through buy and build strategies. And Robert, I can think of no better CEO to talk to about this topic, just given how active you and Silver Edge have been over the past several months. What challenges does a buy and build strategy pose that organically growing a business may not? Thanks, Andy, for the question. Um, yeah, I'd start off by saying I think integration and cultural alignment uh, would be one of the first uh, challenges. Uh, when you acquire multiple businesses um, and build those into a larger enterprise, really integrating diverse cultures, people, processes, systems uh, becomes a significant challenge. Um, each acquired company has its own way of doing things, uh, and then you have to collectively uh, provide that single vision and operating model. Um, and it can be complex. So I would, I would offer careful planning, uh, effective communication, uh, and really strong leadership across the entire platform uh, is required to kind of harmonize those disparate elements. Um, I would say that financial complexity is, is another one. Um, when you acquire multiple businesses, uh, it does involve you know, complex financial transactions. Um, you're structuring deals. Uh, you're basically managing and accounting and running the finance of each organization as a standalone. Uh, and the overall enterprise, uh, managing debt, managing cash, uh, significant importance when you're running, you know, six, seven businesses under an, uh, one enterprise umbrella. I'd also see talent and really, you know, kind of a cultural dilution. Um, when you think about it, uh, just the process and, of an acquisition and the integration um, can be unnerving to employees. 
um, not knowing the unrest and and the resistance that may come, um, but retaining that you know that key talent uh, and really kind of I would say maintaining the entrepreneurial spirit uh, of the acquired companies, uh, really understanding the culture and the microcultures is is super important uh, to make sure you don't have that cultural dilution uh, because you did buy a business or an asset because they were successful in some right uh, and you don't want to dilute that. So I would say among those, those would be the the biggest challenges. Lucky for Silver Edge and for Godspeed and backing Silver Edge, you've written the book on leadership and uh, I have also been able to leverage your past experience having been a leader at Parsons and KW and uh, at several other smaller companies prior to the endeavor with Silver Edge. As an executive or a leader in this type of situation, the buy and build strategy situation, what qualities are required to be successful versus operating within a entrepreneurial or large company environment? Uh, great question. You know, I would offer, uh, I think, um, you know, strong leadership and change management uh, would come to mind um, when you think about the buy and build strategy. It does require executives to have kind of a an ability to manage and inspire uh, diverse teams from diverse company backgrounds. Um, uh, secondarily, I would say, you know, really having the ability to create a strategic vision um, and execution. Uh, you can work at, you know, a large business, a small business, uh, but really the buy and build strategy and leadership that's required. Um, you have to have that strategic vision and be able to execute upon it, um, you know, uh, because you are at the forefront uh, leading that enterprise. And in some cases in a big business, you may just be uh, a little fish in a big pond, if that makes sense. Um, I would say financial discipline and acumen, um, you know, having really solid understanding of the financial complexities, deal structures, you know, valuations, um, the ability to really make, you know, fine financial sound decisions um, really comes to mind. Uh, I'd say relationship building. Um, and stakeholder management, when you think about building strong relationships with internal and external stakeholders, um, you know, that include investors or employees or customers, or even partners for that matter, uh, is really too essential in, in the buy and build strategy. Um, you got to be able to proactively engage with those stakeholders, um, answer any concerns, and more importantly, I think, establish uh, really a collaborative partnership to foster kind of a unified and successful uh, ecosystem. And then, I would, you know, lastly, I would say really adaptability um, or maybe flexibility. You know, it, it really involves navigating um, kind of a dynamic and ever-changing environment. Um, so you have to have the ability to, to adapt, be flexible, having, you know, really an unwavering resilience uh, in the face of uh, uncertain and unexpected challenges that, uh, that may shift internally uh, or more importantly, externally, just due to market dynamics. So, Robert, once you came on board with Godspeed and Silver Edge, how did you go about building out your management team? Great question, Jen. Um, you know, I think first and foremost, it started with really understanding and clarifying uh, what the organization needed. Um, so really, I assessed the strategic objectives that I was trying to uh, answer with bringing in a leadership team, um, really kind of identified key areas, um, and really more importantly, I think the specific roles and responsibilities within the management team um, that I needed. So I did an internal assessment first. You know, I evaluated the talent within um, the legacy organizations, Varen uh, Exceptional Software Strategies and the Savley Group. Um, you know, making sure that I understand uh, the management, their performance, their skills, uh, and then potential for growth. But then looking externally um, to complement that internal talent, you know, really uh, leveraged my internal portfolio, uh, bringing on, you know, a chief administration officer, uh, Emily Ringer, 
I call her my number one draft pick. Um, she you know, manages everything from HR, communication, and talent acquisition. Really second uh, was Mr. Jeremy Ross, all things business development, capture, proposal management, proposal operations. And then uh, I would say our chief financial officer, Mr. Steve Dulski, all thing accounting, finance, and contracts. As mentioned previously, uh, managing you know, one company, now six. Um, you're really running an enterprise plus six accounting and finance teams um, as a collective. And then, you know, internally, we have our uh, chief technology officer, which was a self-promote, uh, Mr. Vishal Desai, who runs uh, basically all things innovation, uh, our IT department, and really our hyper automation from a business process perspective. And then I had the opportunity to bring in some PL leaders um, that are just industry leaders at large to run our, our, our disparate businesses uh, in Virginia or Maryland. I think first and foremost though, uh, and the thing that fits all those people was a cultural fit, uh, making an assessment that one, I wanted them to be humble servants of the people um, because at the end, you know, our employees are a brand. So I wanted to make sure that the leaders that were leading our people uh, were humble servants of the people. And I think that was super important. And then I think, you know, most important, to me is really being able to create a high-performing team. And I think that came with collaboration. Um, you know, we could have picked eight players, but being able to have, you know, eight players collectively work as a high-performing team, I think is sometimes a challenge. So I wanted to make sure that that, that collaboration piece was going to hit home uh, and then we created a high-performing team. Let's dig into Silver Edge a little bit more. So first, is there any significance behind the name? And then what is Silver Edge striving to bring to the market? So I would say yes. Uh, you know, silver is associated with uh, you know strength and reliability. Um, it represents precious metal, which I'm assuming you're aware of. You know, it del- delivers on high quality services and building more of like a long term client partnership was was the intent behind it. Uh, reliability and something that was trusted. Um, the edge piece um, was more of us wanting to stay at the forefront uh, of innovation, kind of pushing the boundaries and staying on the cutting edge of delivering solutions to our customers. But overall, the name Silver Edge captures the essence of the company's mission. So, you know, strength and reliability of silver and forward thinking mindset, staying on the leading edge, Silver Edge. I love it. So as part of the episode, we like to focus on leadership and culture in an evolving organization, which you guys obviously are. So, Robert, you've assembled and merged six organizations. What do you focus on as a leader, and how has the culture of the organization changed? Yeah, great great question. So I would say I focused on several key aspects um, to ensure really smooth integration and drive um, you know, positive cultural transformation. Uh, first and foremost, I'd say communication. Um, open and transparent communication um, is really vital during periods of organizational change. So really prioritizing communication uh, is the rationale uh, behind kind of creating that vision for an integrated organization. I'm big on alignment, uh, bringing multiple organizations together requires, you know, aligning people and processes uh, and goals. So we've had Tiger teams uh, all along that are uh, really the essence of keeping that uh, alignment uh, in a line and really kind of creating a shared uh, sense of purpose and establishing, you know, those common objectives um, that I would say transcends any one specific individual, um, and more importantly, you know, the overall group. You, when you acquire six businesses, or even one for that matter, uh, really empowering your leadership, I think is super important. Um, you know, every level of the organization, every person in the organization 
uh, has value in some form or fashion. Um, so really I encourage employees to contribute their, you know, ideas and their expertise, uh, no matter, you know, what tasks we're talking about really, I think by valuing their input and involving them in decision-making, you know, it creates a sense of ownership and engagement, uh, and more importantly, I think a commitment, um, to the combined organization. And then I would say lastly, probably, you know, fostering a shared environment. I work closely with you know key stakeholders um, to define the future state of the organization. I try to articulate um, the compelling vision that inspires and motivates. Um, but this vision really serves as a guiding light that you know I would say helps individuals from all backgrounds and cultures um, come around that common set of values uh, and goals for for Silver Edge. Let's talk about the M and A acquisitions. What did each bring to the Silver Edge portfolio? Okay, uh, this is like when you when you meet somebody and you have to remember all the names. So you know, uh, you love start... all your children, Robert. They're each you're each uh, a child of Silver Edge. E- equally the same. Um, so I'll start <laughs> with the the first the first three: Varen ESS and Savly. Um, so you know, Varen and ESS uh, fundamentally uh, different businesses, but had significant overlap because of the customer uh, that they served. Uh, Varen was more of a cybersecurity, software development, engineering uh, play. Exceptional software strategies had uh, a cyber piece, but also had geographic kind of a GIS information systems background uh, that was a very attractive. Um, the Savly Group was a provider of information technologies uh, and you know services and solutions to the intelligence community, heavily driven by uh, ServiceNow and implementation integration expertise. Uh, they were also a uh, elite ServiceNow partner. Um, you know, in October of last year, uh, we acquired you know, Qvine and Counter Threat Solutions uh, within two weeks of each other. Really, Qvine has a broad array of capabilities, mostly on the software development front, um, DevSecOps, uh, solutions architects. Uh, but I think most importantly, had a SaaS offering, which they call SOAR. Uh, it's a development platform with a focus on AI, ML, data visualization, um, and really kind of open source collection analysis and cross domain solutions. Counter Threat Solutions was more of your mission savvy uh, subject matter experts uh, with a focus on analytics. Uh, and then our last acquisition was Gardetto Engineering, which uh, specialized in digital design, uh, hardware design, and hardcore systems engineering. MA is often described as building an airplane while you're flying an airplane. And when you think through the strategy of how you went about acquiring those companies and what they brought to the portfolio, were you guided by a thesis and how did you balance the need to acquire at speed to build up a substantial scaled company uh, and maximize the opportunity for your team to be able to assess what they had and create any revenue or cost synergies that may be available through the combination? Yeah, great question. So the original thesis of Silver Edge, uh, which is still our thesis today, um, was create a uh, mid-market disruptor uh, that's delivering cyber software and intelligence solutions uh, to the intelligence community uh, and DoD at large. Um, you know, with that, I would say answer, answering the second part of your question, I would focus on timing. Um, every acquisition had its uh, unique requirement and uh, benefit to the overall Silver Edge platform. One could have been the initial three. And establishing, you know, the base platform of the company, I would say the last two were more technology bolt-ons. Uh, placement and access, uh, I think, played uh, a big role into, um, you know, Cubine and Counter Solutions from an intelligence community play. But I think when you looked at it uh, as a collective, 
it, it really comes down to being able to make one plus one equal three um, and having it be immediately accretive uh, to the platform. There's a certain level um, of integration um, that you can do on any you know one acquisition, albeit now six. Um, so there's a timing element to making sure that you're uh, able to stretch the organization to a certain point, uh, but not uh, max it out, if that makes sense. Excellent. So the Silver Edge website focuses on certain key principles required to be successful. What are they and how do you apply the Silver Edge principles to day-to-day operations? Yeah, so we had the unique opportunity to uh, rebrand the first three companies into what is now known as Silver Edge. Uh, And one of those um, opportunities was creating the core values of the company. One of those things uh, that I mentioned previously about empowering uh, is I went around uh, and listened to most everyone that would speak to me about uh, the cultural importances to them. Uh, and I think most importantly, um, bringing the ex- you know experience that I've had along with our leadership team and what they've had in wanting to form the company that we all wanted to be a part of. So what you see is really the core values that we set out um, and really being authentic, collaborative, diverse, innovative, you know, having integrity and being resilient. Um, as the things that kind of elevated, we could have gone on for uh, pages, you know, with keywords that it would have been our core values, but these are what we tr- really try to focus on. Um, you know, the first one being authentic, it's pretty, pretty self-explanatory. We wanted to create a company that, you know, open door, it was like you were talking to uh, your neighbor, just having an authentic, you know, work environment, really having the ability to have social engagement, you know, an internal mobility uh, creating opportunities for people, uh, and more importantly, I think having an enduring career sounded the sounded the horn for being authentic. Um, you know, I'm one from a growth uh, background, um, being collaborative. We found that you know being able to nurture talent and, and collaborate uh, closely with our customers and internally uh, allowed us to really think big and, and and deliver for for what's best for our country. Diversity, diversity of thought. Um, because in the end, you know, I think together we we all have unique viewpoints and we can tackle unique challenges when we're, you know, we have a diverse, uh, feedback and environment, uh, for our team where they feel, you know, comfortable sharing their thoughts while truly being authentic, you know, being innovative, uh, staying on the edge, you know, as I mentioned, um, we want to bring, you know, top technology talent together to solve our nation's most challenging problems. Uh, and the way that we do that, it's going to, by being innovative, Integrity, I, I would, if I had to label these as one through, you know, N, integrity would probably be the first and foremost um, because it matters. It's not what you do when someone's around. It's what you do when someone's not around. So really wanted to make sure that, you know, we had a team that was trustworthy and reliable, you know, that we encourage open and, and honest communication, you know, take responsibility for our actions, the good ones and the bad ones. Um, and if we prioritize, you know, integrity, uh, we create resilient teams and uh, lasting growth. And then, you know, with that, I would say lastly is being resilient. You know, I would say we have an unwavering resiliency. And I think, you know, at the end, if uh, we focus on transformative growth and scalability and sustainability, that's repeatable. We can face anything that's going to hit us uh, in the market space as long as we are resilient and have an unwavering resilience. I think I already know the answer to this question because you've talked about the people and the A players that you've brought to bear. And you just highlighted some key characteristics qualities that clearly are differentiating your people uh, and the processes by which you go about it. But what are the key differences for Silver Edge that allow it to continue to be successful for your customers? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, 
You know, I would say first and foremost, I think the buy and build strategy is a differentiator. By acquiring these businesses and integrating them into kind of a complementary um, company, we can leverage those strengths really in a more uh, comprehensive and differentiated way. Um, and I think we can do it faster uh, than most. So I, was, I would say the buy and build strategy with the essence of speed um, is a differentiator for us. Really from a, a, a service and a solutions portfolio, when you look inherently at the company today, uh, I would say there's two or three things that I think uh, uniquely set us apart. One is SOAR, uh, which is our software as a service offering. Uh, collectively, I would say that's both a technical and contractual uh, innovation. And I would love to get more in depth, but I would tell you um, that has been at the forefront uh, of our innovation uh, with the acquisition of Cubine. Uh, I would also say number two would be our offensive and uh, defensive cyber support um, key differentiator in the marketplace from a operational perspective uh, in the customers that we're supporting and what we're doing, uh, and I would say on a nation state level. And then lastly, I would say hyper automation, heavily driven by a system of, of engagement with ServiceNow. Among those three, uh, I would say yeah, the list goes on, uh, but those would be the service portfolio um, differentiators. We have a customer-centric approach. Uh, it's not any different than uh, most companies, um, but we really emphasize understanding and meeting the uniques of our, you know, the unique needs of our customers um, to develop, you know, agnostic, you know, tailored solutions, um, and really kind of maintain that that approach, um, so we can foster trust and loyalty and, and customer satisfaction long term. And then, uh, lastly, I would say agility and innovation. Really, when it comes down to uh, us embracing the agility piece, um, what we can do within a small business, I think sets us apart from how big businesses operate. I've had the opportunity to work for two small businesses, one mid-market publicly traded, one large private company, one large publicly traded company. And I would say being radically agile um, in this market space is a differentiator in your ability to scale an organization and scale it fast um, because you're not kind of weighted down by uh, long-term bureaucracy, politics, uh, and and other things that just slow businesses down inherently. We spent a lot of time today talking about what differentiates Silver Edge and some of the positive attributes of the buy and build strategy, uh, as this is part three of a three-part series focused on the formation of businesses in the government contracting market. But are there any buyer beware? And what I mean by that is any red flags <laughs> that would say that the buy, buy and build strategy is not for an executive or is not for a company here based on your experiences to date? You know, I think there's uh, inherent qualities that you know leaders have. If you're talking, are you talking specifically from a, a, a personnel perspective? From a personnel perspective, or if you're a entrepreneur and you're thinking about trying to embark on this, either by finding a sponsor uh, to back you or by doing it yourself by leveraging the balance sheet, you know, does it require a certain personality as an executive to be successful here? Does it require certain characteristics as a company to be successful here? I think there is inherently lessons that were learned, uh, at least in you know the year and a half that I've been at Silver Edge. When you look at the market space, sure, you could take an entrepreneur that has uh, a standalone business and they want to scale and do a buy and build and leveraging the balance sheet, leveraging financing, debt, et cetera. They can uh, go and make it you know, immediately one plus one equals three. There's you know impacts in the market, whether they're you know company valuations that are being driven up, uh, interest rates. Just in general, being able to uh, build a kind of a leverage model, uh, leverage buyout model, and being able to operate it uh, from a financial architecture, 
I think collectively, when you looked at all the pieces that go into a buy and build strategy, there's not a one size fits all. There's not a book uh, to read. I think, you know, collectively, at least with um, Godspeed, you have unique individuals that have a variety of different backgrounds that I think collectively uh, lend itself to having a successful team that can move forward more in a high performing team uh, kind of manner, similar to what Silver Edge is. But more importantly, I think on the private equity side, I wouldn't say I would, there's buyer bewares, uh, just understand what you're getting into. But, you know, there's a lot of companies out there. There's a lot of innovation. Um, there's a lot of enterprise value to be created. Uh, just make sure you understand what you're getting yourself into. You should write the book on it after this. So what's next for Silver Edge? You know, I think 2024 is going to be a huge year. Um, you know, we're going to continue our, our inorganic growth strategy for uh, 2023. Hope to see another uh, one to two acquisitions uh, that get bolted on uh, in 2H of this year. We'll continue our organic growth strategy, which we've implemented um, for about a year and a half now, and really kind of just push the edge on you know, pursuing organic, you know, single award revenue generating uh, contracts that are going to transform uh, the collective Silver Edge. Uh, being able to make one plus one equals three is hard work, uh, and we are, you know, heads down um, on the grindstone right now. So, you know, we're we're embracing um, digital transformation internally at uh, Silver Edge. We've invested our own time and energy in deploying ServiceNow within our our own company to transform how we do business. You know, with our SaaS model, you know, we've enhanced our customer engagement and partnerships uh, strategy with that. And then I think, you know, a focus on talent, you know, moving forward, talent development, and I would say talent uh, retention are going to be, you know, key focus areas for Silver Edge moving forward. That's a lot. Um, I love it. Um, You guys certainly have a lot on your plate with that. So best of luck. As we progress to the end of the interview um, and our time together, we like to pivot towards life lessons that could be additive to the audience. So what's one lesson your career has taught you that you think everyone should learn at some point? Oh, that's a deep one. You know, it's essential <laughs> to, to recognize that I would say learning is kind of like a lifelong journey. Um, the more you learn, the less you know. So I think of being adaptable uh, and really staying relevant is a key, you know, kind of critical piece uh, to thrive in your career. You know, I, I would say, you know, being humble is one of those things that kind of, you know, allows us to acknowledge our, our limitations. Uh, more importantly, I think, learn from others and foster uh, meaningful connections um, based on a mutual respect and understanding. For me, uh, growth and development, you know, you know, having a, a really a growth mindset and embracing challenges and seeking new experiences, you know, is, is at the forefront. Uh, you know, I can learn from anybody. So I embrace feedback, you know, stay curious and really embrace change. Love it. Love it. A lot of the words that you've used throughout the podcast today, too. So um, we end all of our interviews with what we think is the most imperative question that we ask. What is the most important thing that we should know about Robert Miller? Uh, The most important thing you should know about Robert Miller is my family is the most important thing to me. You know, I'm just a humble guy from Georgia that loves my wife and kids and I'm living the American dream. Certainly appreciate your time today, Robert Miller, CEO of Silver Edge, a Godspeed Capital backed portfolio company. Congratulations on all the success you've had to date and best of luck, as Jen said earlier, on the continued success here moving forward. Thank you, Annie. Jen, truly appreciate the opportunity to be on the podcast. Uh, See you out on the road. Thank you.
Well, special thanks to Robert Miller, CEO of Silver Edge Government Solutions, for joining us on this episode of Beyond Strategy. I really liked his insight, Jen, into what's required to build under this kind of construct of buy and build. It's not the easiest thing to do. It's certainly not for everyone, but really what he's doing and the team he's brought in is differentiating the company in the marketplace. Yeah, he said it was a people game and you can tell by the team that he built out. Yeah, you can't lose the people game. Can't lose the people game. And then communication all the way down on why making changes and what they're trying to do in the organization. So... It was great. Great interview. Well, special thanks to you, the listener, as always, for joining us on this edition of Beyond Strategy and ACG, National Capital Region Podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, we'd encourage you to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from. For Jen Wappas, I am Andy McEnroe. We'll catch you on the flip side.